Welcome to the Nonsense Recommended by Our Kid, a.k.a. The Nork Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Aaron. And every week we perform an in-depth investigation to the weird, useless, and or dumb elements of children's media. And today we're going to be discussing the DC Super Friends five-minute stories. Here's the first thing that I want to ask is that I'm not... Well, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. What is this book? Let's just do a description. This this is a one of a series of uh, books um, from Random House of the five minute stories, uh, which, as the name implies, are meant to be consumed in chunks of five minutes each. This is the DC Super Friends, and my question is: Is this the DC version of the Avengers? It's not, because Justice League is the DC version of the Avengers. Right. Is this the little kid version of... This is the little kid version of the Justice League. Okay. This is the version of the superheroes where the most important thing is that they're friends right. and teammates, and the lessons are about learning to cooperate right. and have each other's backs, and there's not really any real villains or violence right. or like any point of any normal superhero story. That's a good point, because they, they are not really a vigilante squad. They are just buddies. Who, yeah, they're just hanging out. They're, just they're hanging like, out and yo, there's a villain that's harassing one of my friends. Right. Uh, let's all go help the other friend. Right. So, the first few pages of this are uh, introducing the characters. Um, and so, I've pointed this out to you. The thing that strikes me right off the bat when you open this book and you start looking at the characters is the character design in which the most prominent feature of all of them is the calves. They've yeah. got gigantic, they have huge feet, they've got huge calves, and then their legs taper at the, at the, at the thigh. They have, their thighs are smaller than their calves. It's a very odd and distracting character design. Well, at least if we're going to be inculcating body dysmorphia into the children, like, that's a, a an original one. Sure. It's yeah. novel. It's, yeah, an unrealistic body image in the form of gigantic monster calves. Um, so you got Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Batman, Green Lantern, and we both had the same question here, which is that, here's the sentence, the Green Lanterns, plural, are the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Marvel would have a problem with that. Oh, Guardians Guardi- of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's, Tra- I think, some, some Ooh, trademark, trademark infringement. infringement. Yeah. But our question is, is there more than one Green Lantern? And I, I mean, I don't know I don't know shit about Green Lantern. I don't know. I don't either, either, but the black Green Lantern is the only one that appears in this book after this page. Okay. So I, I guess there's more than one. Batgirl's Batgirl. not in this after Batgirl's this not in this. Aquaman. Who cares about Aquaman? Cyborg. The Flash, I just want to point out in the description of The Flash that it says this. When he's running at top speed, he doesn't have to go around solid objects. He can just vibrate through them. I'm pretty sure that's not how that, that works. That is incorrect. And it may, maybe we shouldn't quibble about physics in a book that has Superman in it, but this is this is stating a it seems to be stating a fact about physics, which is incorrect. Well, so there's a question. Do some superheroes get to break the laws of physics and other ones don't? Yes. I guess the answer is yes. All right. Um, Hawkman is a cross between Thor and a Thundercat. 
this symbol on his chest is is the Thundercat symbol. Also, is he in this book after this page? I don't know. We'll have we'll we'll see. Okay. The other weird thing about him is his choice of weapon is a mace. And that's just a poor man's hammer thingy. What's the thing called? I guess like Thor's hammer. Yeah. Yeah. A-a-a-a. But it's a weird like if you have a half bird superhero, their weapon should not be a big clunky metal ball on the end of a stick. Yeah. It should be a spear or a javelin or something aerodynamic. Some, something aerodynamic, not a mace. Green Arrow is the next one and I really what I really like about his costume is his belt's design has a literal green arrow on it. Not like a bow and arrow arrow, but like a sign arrow. Like a FedEx arrow. Like a FedEx like a like a left turn signal air like a symbol arrow. Which also is awesome. Green Arrow is not in this book after this page. <laughs> and and we confirmed this earlier. Supergirl is the next page and she is she definitely is not but I will other. have you note, she is the most powerful teenager on the planet, and that, Robin that is, is in this book, who is not featured in this section. Right. Um, so why, they should just jettison Robin and just keep Supergirl. Keep Supergirl. She's more powerful. Well, so, they already have so. a Superman, though, so I guess they felt like there's too much Super in one book, and then Robin. So anyway, that's the team. Those are the team members. So why are the dudes standing on the ground and the women are up yeah, so in, the, so in the last page of this introduction, all of the men are all standing in a line, um, sort of like bro-hugging and patting butts and stuff, and then the women are all floating above them. And if you, the men are all built exactly the same. The Flash is just as jacked and buff as Superman is. And, like, why does Aquaman need to be so huge? Like, even in the Aquaman movie, they got that... What's that guy? What's that guy's name playing Aquaman? He's in the, uh, he's in Game of Thrones. He's that super huge, Jason, Mimosa. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> so that, it, but he's gigantic. He's like huge. And Aquaman. Is it Jason it, Long? It's, no, no. it's, but he's so huge. And I know why is Aquaman? He should be svelte. He should be like, like. Dude, fish are big. But he should be built like. Uh, uh, who's the swimmer? Who's the famous? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. He should look like Michael Phelps. He should be svelte and and lean, and uh, clearly you don't have he, enough he's... fishing buddies because all of your stories would be about your giant fish that you caught, and then Aquaman would just fall right into that. But Aqua, a human being that big is not water dynamic. That that's not. Well, maybe he's one of the ones that gets to break the laws of physics. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, I guess so. So the first story here: T Rex trouble. Dinosaur fossils are on parade in the city of Metropolis. So right off the bat, they have this collection of fossils that are not being shown in the museum, but instead are loaded on the back of flatbed semi-trucks and are being driven through the city, which is goofy. Well, as we say about our baby, those are fragile. You would not be doing that with a truck. Exactly. You can't drive these down the road. And so Lex Luthor shows up and... he sprays them with his special foam. Yeah, he does. It's, sort of, it's kind of sexy. So sexy he's, or he's, gross? He sprays them with a magical pink foam. It is pink for what it's worth. It is pink. And it is magic. I mean, Lex Luthor is supposed to be like a science-based villain, I think. But, right. But this is magic yeah, no, he, because... He's, he's the head of a conglomerate of like technology and science-based stuff. Yeah. That's, that's canon. But this is magic spray because it, it it creates flesh on these fossils. It creates skin, and they come to life. 
The dinosaur fossils all come to life and start rampaging through the city. They just like that. The Flash happens to be there. He's got a. He's got. Why does he need a cell phone? He's or got. Walkie-talkie? Well, it's a walkie-talkie with one big red button on it. It looks like a bomb detonator. It looks like he's uh, he's about to set a bomb off. Can't the super friends just communicate by like really powerful love beams or something? It does They're seem, friends with each other. It does seem weird that he has this pretty archaic looking nineteen eighties walkie talkie as his communication method. I mean the thing is practically as big as his head. It, yeah. No, this is a this is a this is a nineteen eighties cell phone brick. Um at, at the very least they'd have like some Google like glasses or something as their uh or like a Tony Stark suit. Like, yeah. hasn't he sold his little like glove phone to everybody by now? Yeah. Well, but he's Marvel, so oh. that yeah, yeah. So maybe so they're not allowed the to buy DC, that technology. DC are a little bit low rent oh. in their technology. This so the a, a pterodon uh, grabs the Flash and picks him up, and it says the hero's fast feet couldn't touch the ground, so he couldn't get away. So my question is, is that how this works? Is the f- the only fast part of the Flash his feet? And if his feet aren't touching the ground, he can't do fast things? You'd think he'd just be able to flail his <laughs> limbs, like, super fast. Super maybe, fast. Maybe and he needs create, some kind like, of friction. He'd create, like, a tornado just by yeah. flailing his arms around. All right, now, now sidebar, what's the difference between a pterodon and a pterodactyl? I don't know. I was wondering that myself, okay. but I didn't, I didn't want to... I was... Didn't want to sound ignorant, so I. I, I have no I idea. Didn't, I did not. Where Where is our dinosaur-loving no son? That's he's asleep. Thank God. Um, so this is a great page because Lex Luthor forces the town's people into submission and and plunders them, and so there's a picture of two townspeople offering like tribute to him in the form of a like a dragon's horde. They have they have piled up cash, bags of money with a dollar sign on them, some paintings, apparently some Rembrandts are here, and not one but two treasure chests. Well, that's where I keep my money. Oh, I should probably not be saying that on a public podcast. <laughs> tell about our, the treasure chests that we have yeah. in, the, in the basement. Literal, like, pirate's booty treasure chests that these people brought. They, I guess they went home and got these and then came back to the parade. And offering them up to up to Lex Luthor and his dinosaur. He's on the back of the dinosaur. All right. Here's another question. How's that T Rex supposed to pick up all that money? Yeah. This there's no there's no transportation of this money uh, demonstrated here. I guess they're so scared they're just gonna leave it there until he comes back with like a wheelbarrow. Well, this is a this this has to be a very time consuming plundering because they're all going home and bringing oh, their right. riches yeah. to him. Yeah. And so it's gonna be like a Congo line of him transporting this money back to his hideout. So the super friends show up and they're gonna have they have beef here with uh, Lex Luthor and so they charge the dinosaurs. Batman jumps on the back of a triceratops. That triceratops looks saucy. He does. Or she. It's got sort of a, a mischievous sort of look on its like, face. Like she looks like she's gonna just like. Like play with Batman like like a cat with a yeah. mouse. Yeah. Just like toss She's him like, up oh, in the yeah? air. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Wait, wait, do you see what I got, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Show you a thing or two. See, um, Black Green Lantern. So the Black Green Lantern shows up and rescues the Flash. The Flash has a nice pun here. He says, "Thanks for a second. I thought I was going to be fast food." 
That's a nice... Well, that kind of pun would be like Burger King. Nice pun. Bad, bad fast food. I thought I was going to be... For a second, I thought I was going to be Burger King. That's... <laughs> I don't know if that... I don't know. Um, I'm just... I'm relating the quality of the pun to right, the quality okay. of the fast yeah. food. All right. Uh, and Superman is like beating the shit out of a T-Rex here. And, okay, so this is great because Batman knocks over um, a truck with the Triceratops. The truck is full of meat in the form of loose steaks and loose whole fish and loose turkey legs. All I guess just sort of piled in there on top of one another yeah. with the with the raw fish laying on top of the raw steaks it's and not, the turkey legs, and it's all flying out. It's not kosher. And, it's and, gross. And the question is, all cartoon steaks look like that. Yeah. But I have never seen a real life steak. Like I don't know what that's no. suppo- what cut of meat that's supposed to be. No, that is that's like code for steak. That's not an actual picture of a steak. Uh, that's like an iconographic like code lab, for a steak. Lab grown steak is what that's gonna yeah, look like. Yeah, that's like beyond meat stuff. So anyway, teaching children poor food hygiene, poor poor meat hygiene, stacking all of your raw beef and it's top like those, of your fish. It's like top. those meat delivery guys who who came and delivered the steaks in the um in the in the shopping carts that were like unwrapped. Did you see that? No. Yeah, it's disgusting. They like walked into a grocery store and it was all like just raw steaks piled up in the Where grocery did this store. Like, here? Florida. Oh, so this was just in the news. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. I did not personally see this, right. but I saw the footage. Okay. It's not fake news. The most spectacular raw steak, I would like it. Mixed with some Mi- turkey and some fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he a cat? <laughs> he is, is Don. Breaking news on the North Podcast. Donald Trump is a cat. Now that's that's mean he to is, cats. He is the that world's... is mean to cats. <laughs> so we don't want to alienate all of the red staters who are clearly going to be listening to this. Uh, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, consider yourself alienated. <laughs> so the all the dinosaurs like go crazy for the for the gross raw food. This Tyrannosaurus Rex actually has picked it up with a little tiny little. How is he going to get it in his hand. mouth? <laughs> yeah. This is not strategic at all. Just go for also, it with your face. So bad paleontology. Uh, so, yeah, Lex Luthor's plan has failed. What I, The way this story ends is with all the dinosaurs um, have been put into some sort of uh, Jurassic Park type enclosure here in the middle of the city. Oh, they did not watch those movies. The, the best way this could have ended... I think would have been the magic foam wears off. All the kids are here at the park with the dinosaurs. The magic foam wears off, and all the dinosaur flesh melts off Ooh, their bones, like Indiana Jones style. Exactly, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. They made a wrong choice, <laughs> and they melt in front of the children. The children are traumatized. All right, I'm gonna stop you right there. This is for three to five year olds. I'm just saying that would have been awesome if that's how this would have ended all right next story joker's joyride so joker and two-face are robbing a bank they're specifically they're robbing the gotham city bank so let's keep let's keep this in mind because my question earlier was what city is this because you've got batman but then you've also got superman they're mostly in gotham city well but no so so i just flipped back and this says in in t-rex dinosaur fossils were on parade in the city of metropolis so 
is it like they're, they're friends? They're like in a long distance relationship, and they're they just friends. take turns going to visit one another. One's in trouble, and they yeah. all show up. I see. All right. One of them, I mean, this happens. One of them gets kidnapped into space later on. That's true. That's I, not close yeah. to Metropolis no, or guess, Gotham City. I guess. Uh, was uh, isn't Gotham City? Aren't, aren't Gotham City and um, Metropolis supposed to be like? Newark and New York or something. I think like, they're. They like... I think they're supposed to be close to one another. I don't. I don't know. No, because Metro- Metropolis is supposed to be in the Midwest, isn't it? It's supposed to be a Midwest city. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, Joker and Two Face are robbing the bank. The Joker, I guess, intentionally sets off the alarm because he likes the sound of it. He likes chaos. He's, he's, he's a, a Trump he's voter. A fucking lunatic. Yeah, he he is. He just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. He's just, he is just uh, trolling those libs. Yeah. He's trolling that libtard, yeah. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Batman is a bastion of progressive politics. He, he, yeah. Well, he's sort of fascist. Batman is sort of Yes, fascist. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, okay. That was some sarcasm. Yeah, so anyway. But Bruce Wayne probably is a Trump voter, actually. He's an industrialist. He's... He he has he he has zero tolerance policy for crime. We have no he, understanding of his of whether he attended college or not. That's true. I don't think he did. Like he was in he was in Tibet training with Liam Neeson. Oh well, then in his there formative you go. years. An uneducated billionaire. Of course, he's a Trump voter. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news in the North <laughs> Podcast: Donald Trump is Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Secret that idea. That guy couldn't throw a batarang. <laughs> I would love to see <laughs> him squeezed into a Batman costume. Anyway, I, so I, I don't. <laughs> so Batman shows up and catches Two Face, but the Joker escapes, and this is the great thing. So the Joker, the Joker escapes, and out front of the bank, Batman is parked the Batmobile right next to the Joker mobile, and has left it running or something because Joker just takes off in the in the Batmobile. Okay, that's just dumb. Yeah, he left the keys in the car. It says <laughs> when the Joker turned the key, the Batman's rocket-powered, the Batmobile's that... rocket-powered engines were alive. So Batman left the keys in the Batmobile. Is that Batman's normal M.O.? He should be You'd think that he would have humiliated some, like, RFID chip that, like, when he's, like, within, like, right. 10 feet of the car, yes. then it right. turns hello. on. And... Hello, Batman. Right. I mean, my, my Kia has hello, that. Hello, Donald. My Kia hello. has that. Right. That's and and I don't well have no to. look and he's using his walkie-talkie again. This is the, the the this is takes place in the 1980s. So Batman calls Robin to to help him, and he should be he should he should be utterly humiliated by this turn of events that he left the keys in. Yeah, the car. he shows no like shame or he like he's anything. Just like, the Joker is still in the Batmobile. Batman, did you leave the fucking keys? Ignition <laughs> again. Um, so we're the, not helping you this time. <laughs> you made your bed, now lie in it. So the Joker takes off, starts smashing shit. He's firing missiles. There's a great page here. It's just an apocalyptic scene in Gotham City with uh, flames all over and uh, water spurting out of a fire hydrant. It's a little technicolor for apocalypse. There, yeah, it's it's, well, it's, color it's sort of it's sort, of, it's sort of cheerful. The entire immediately the almost the entire. Uh, Super Friends cohort showed up. Hawkman, Hawkman is here. None of the, none of the ladies. No, none, none of the women have showed. All of the boys all, have showed up here. They're all busy doing something else. Yeah. So green, black, green lanterns is doing something green here to catch some missiles. Well, hang on. I think this it, is Green Lantern, and we should call the other one White Green Lantern because right. clearly Green Lantern so, in this book is black. So default Green Lantern is here. 
doing something green. What is his power? I don't understand Green Lantern's power. He um he like can make energy into stuff. So yes. he's got like wings or something made out of energy on this one. Yeah, no, I don't know he's got like he's... an energy net to stop the missiles. Yeah, it's some green blob has captured some missiles that Joker's shooting out of the Batmobile. It's a busy page. It's hard to understand like exactly those, what's happening those, um, here. One of those Hieronymus Bosch paintings. It really, it is. <laughs> it is. This is like a medieval... This is like one of those medieval depictions of hell where yeah. every square centimeter of it has some bit of fewer Fewer humans sans flesh. It's true. This is, yeah, this is more for four-year-olds. So what's happening here? They, uh, they're chasing the Joker... The Batman tricks Joker with a ridiculous ruse where he says, whatever you do, Joker, don't pull the red lever under the seat. So the Joker pulls the red lever. So the Joker ejects out of the Batmobile. The Batmobile is fucked. It's on fire on the inside. The interior of it is on fire. How does that happen? I don't know. I guess the ejector seat blows up the inside of the car. Completely fucked. And then they wait, all... wait, wait. I like how I like how it says your license is suspended permanently. Are you trying to tell me that Joker has a driver's license? Yeah, this they, guy is definitely should... driving on the road without insurance without a license. That's it, he's they, not allowed. The, in, the insurance is a great. That's a great point here with all the property damage that he just caused. I'm sure that he has more than met his deductible. Well, he's uninsured. He's an uninsured motorist. Yeah, that, they're really going to put the. Well, Geico's got nothing to do with the Joker. So what do you do? What do you do when you're Joker? No, he would do the general. Oh, the general. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) So what are you going to drive until the Batmobile is fixed, says the Flash. The Joker-mobile has a full tank of gas, Robin suggested. Ah, they all laugh. So here's a question. They all laugh. Yeah. Uh, Does Batman know how to drive? Because Does Batman have a license? Joker's car does not have autopilot. He is not wealthy enough for that. Right. The Batmobile definitely has autopilot. Yes. And he doesn't have to drive. Yeah. Batman can, like, punch in the GPS coordinates and just press go. Right. And he's off. So maybe he is saying he's going to walk, cause, not because he's embarrassed to be in the car, because he doesn't know how to drive. Because he doesn't know how to drive. That's very possible. He's out of touch. He's had Alfred his whole life yeah, to Alfred, drive him around. Yeah, Alfred drives him. So, yeah, he may not know how to drive. This next one is I think the weirdest story in the book going bananas Metropolis back in Metropolis is hosting a gem show Are there only two cities in the world of Yes Gotham Gotham and Metropolis and Tibet and space. Those are the three places that exist And space And space yeah So there's a gem show in Metropolis and everyone's excited to see the big yellow diamond the yellow diamond So this reminds me did have we ever have you ever watched the movie Beautiful Girls with me no. With it. So it's one of Natalie Portman's earliest movies. Yeah. She's a kid in that movie. I, I think that's a great movie. I love that movie. And there's a scene in that movie where Michael Rappaport has bought a diamond for for his, his not his fiance. He wants her to be his fiance. And it's yellow. And and Matt Dillon is like, what the fuck are you doing with this yellow diamond? And, and, Matt, and, and Michael Rappaport says, no, no, no. It's a new thing. They're trying to create a new market. It's called Champagne. And they all give them a hard yeah. time because is this? A, have you heard of champagne diamond? Yeah. They're like, what the? No, f- no, it's no, supposed no, to be diamonds. Supposed to be colorless. Yellow, so. yellow diamonds are called canary diamonds. All right. So anyway, they have a canary diamond that they're showing at Metropolis, and uh, which are not as rare as the white diamonds. Right. So. So it's not really that big a deal. 
It's not like it's a show of the Hope Diamond. Right. It's just a big yellow diamond. Yeah. Big, well, Metropolis, I, I think, is kind of a shithole. Because, and so this is the kind of thing they'd be excited about. Metropolis? Yeah. It's a, well, it's it's they're, it's in the Midwest. They're yokels. <laughs> but it's a big city in the Midwest. Mid- Midwest yokels. They don't know shit about diamonds. Uh, so don't but, talk shit about Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's not Chicago. It's I think it's I, I think really think it's supposed to be like in Iowa or something. I'll, I'll, I'll check out this. We'll check the this buildings out. are too big. It's the only metropolis in in the in the flyover states. All right. So the diamond, however, is missing, and the super friends show up, and the clues they find are a banana peel and a giant handprint. Also, okay, I gotta say. Where where's Wonder Woman? Where's Batgirl? Where's Supergirl? It's a shiny thing. Like oh yeah, no. They should be on this. They should be on this, especially if we're gonna you know not be progressive in our gender roles. They should be just the females. Female yeah. Looking looking for the for the sparkly diamond. Or just like have them actually in a story. Yeah. At all? There, I think we'll, Wonder Woman is in a couple show, of these. Show. We'll get there. We'll get Supergirl there. and Batgirl are not in any of these stories. Yeah. So here's a perfect opportunity. You're right. I'm not saying that all women love shiny things, yeah. but as a woman who loves shiny things, I'd be into finding the diamond. Sure. Because maybe they would let me keep it. Well, and as the curator says, without the diamond, we'll have to cancel the show. That seems fine. Well, since that's the entire show is the diamond, I think uh, that's accurate. I think yeah. it's true they're going to yeah. have to cancel the show. Uh, meanwhile, across the city... There's trouble at the dock. And so I guess there's a shipment of bananas that was coming in by boat, and all the bananas are gone. Oh, my goodness. How is this even related? I well, guess we'll find out. we're going to find out, because uh, then they see that a truck full of bananas is um, racing through the city, and it is being driven by a giant gorilla. Another this, person with other driver's license. So, again, I'm unfamiliar with this character, but apparently this is a gorilla grod. What? Have you ever heard of Gorilla Grodd before? You, no. That's what it's right there. That's gorilla, no, I see that. Gorilla but, Grodd. But that's dumb. So I guess it's a super intelligent giant gorilla. So he's stolen the bananas. That makes sense. This is Bliss is plumbing some like really deep DC. This is a deep here. cut. This is a deep cut. Yeah. So I understand the bananas, but then he, apparently he's also the one who stole the diamond. And, he likes yellow things? Well, he says, I have the diamond and I have all the bananas. Everything is in place. These fools don't realize that this gem is magic. Somehow Gorilla Grodd does realize this. Where is it's, the science in this book? So this is a very specific magic. What it does, so he pl- puts the diamond inside of an energy box. I guess he already had that. And he aimed a beam from this at the bananas. And then the bananas turned into a magic gorilla army. Squirrel looks like Seth Rogen. It does, kind of. <laughs> so I don't get this. What is the power of this diamond? It turns food into the thing that would eat that food? <laughs> is that it? Yes. So if you pointed this at a taco, it would turn into me? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. If we pointed it at a flank steak, it would turn into a steak-colored you. Yes, yeah. that sounds disgusting. Yeah, so I guess that's the magic power. Um, and so the gorillas... Are they mini gorillas? No, I think it's just that Gorilla Grodd is so big. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because they're the same, the gorillas are the same size as the superheroes here. And they so, look roughly and so the same. They've got the same giant calves. Yeah. No, every character in this book, even this kid has got, his calves are at least as big as his thighs. He's got cankles. 
This kid also has got Popeye arms. He's got giant forearms. No, they really love the giant forearms and the and the calves. Yeah. So the gorillas go to take out over the world, but they're they really just like they're playing in the park. So one of them is swimming in the pond. One of them is swinging on a light. One of them is playing with a balloon. So for what that for what it's worth, this is exactly how a four year old would act. Yeah. So it's like really in line with the target audience of this book. It is. They're not really acting nefariously though. Right. At all, which makes it more disconcerting when they immediately get their asses kicked by the super friends. Well, if you if you told our kid like go do something nefarious, well, he would he would do it for about like two minutes, and then he yeah. would get distracted by like a muffin or something. Right. So yeah. So these girls are very distracted by all the fun times we had in the park, and the DC super friends come up and just immediately defeat them in one page. There's no there is no combat. They are just captured. Period. Full stop. Okay. Immediately. And then the Superman uses the diamond and turns the gorillas back into bananas. So, weird. Wait, so each banana wasn't... There's There were too many bananas and not enough gorillas. Like, the ratio is right, but that's what it looks like to me. It it looks like it took about uh, maybe a hundred bananas to make one gorilla. But then they get turned back into just one banana. Oh. All I know is that if there was any story in this book I would want to see turned into a live action <laughs> movie, it would be this one. And uh, I would want it to be directed by, like, Tim Burton or something, because it's f- fucking weird. Anyway, that's... And so Gorilla Grodd uh, escapes with the diamond. They follow him to the zoo. And then Superman catches him by virtue of the fact he's the only gorilla holding a yellow diamond in his hand at the zoo. Well, that'll do it. That'll do it. And then... So wait, so wait, wait, hang on. Gorilla Grodd is super intelligent, and he didn't give the diamond to another gorilla. Yeah, yeah, that would have been, oh, yeah. But here, hold this for me. Yeah, here, I'll give you, like, 16 bananas (laughs) if you hold this diamond for 30 seconds. cart off the other gorilla, and Gorilla Grodd is... Right. He's like, that would, have, that would have been a better ending. Better ending. And then the guards take him away to go to... to gorilla jail? Gorilla, j- gorilla jail, I guess. So anyway, that's that one. Battle in space. Here's Wonder Woman. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern are responding to a distress call in space. Finally. But it turns out that it was a trap. It's always a trap. Yeah, and so uh, Batman, or no, pardon me, Superman is beamed onto this spaceship that looks like a, what is it? It looks like a, like a, it's kind of creepy. It's a, like a skull with tentacles. It's Skeletor. Skeletor. It's like, it's this. It's Cthulhu. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a it's Cthulhu, Cthulhu spaceship. Also, has, Superman and Super Friends seems kind of dumb. He keeps falling for dumb stuff. Yeah. Well, the problem with the Superman character is that he's so powerful that he either has to be an idiot or, like, in this case, so he's being blasted by, of course, a kryptonite kryptonite ray. As one does. The problem when you're a superhero has one weakness is that every single story involving you is going to have to involve that weakness or it's not a story. So kryptonite in the Superman universe is everywhere. He sees it every day. Every day some supervillain is attacking him with kryptonite. Anyway, this supervillain is Brainiac. So it's not unobtainium. It is. It is. It is obtainium. <laughs> it is ubiquitum. Um, so Brainiac is captured, Superman, and the reason why is because he is he is capturing specimens from all over the galaxy. I guess. 
He's um, like a president of business in the Lego movie. Did he do that? I don't remember. Yeah. He, yeah, he has a room that looks exactly like this with all the little capsules with the people in them. Really? Yeah. I don't Like minifigs? Yeah. He's got like a bunch of different minifigs captured. Doesn't I he? I don't remember this at all. I'm right sure in with the answer to <laughs> I don't recall this scene. Or we um, can just watch it again for the 47th time. We could do that. I feel like it's something I should know. Uh, well, we'll ask our son tomorrow yeah. if there is such a... He, he will know the answer to this. Um, so he didn't have a Superman in his collection, so he now has captured a Superman to, to have. Wait, how many Supermen are there? I th- Well, there's a whole race of them, right? From the planet Krypton, but now there's just one. There was a, there was an entire civilization of right. Well, sure, of but Superman. There's only one that's escaped Krypton. Yeah, right. He's the the remaining extant Superman. Okay. So uh, Batman's plan, uh, which is a nice one, is to free all of the other aliens to battle Brainiac, which he does. Like in the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Like in Lego Batman. The the disappointing thing here is that they let loose all of these crazy creatures, and you don't really get to see any of them in action at all. This alien just looks like a that's that's the um, blob of feces. Just this brown. Yeah, that's the. Um, this is Mr. Hanky. No, Mr. no, 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 no. It's, it's the poop monster. Oh from no! Dogma. As as we were saying the other night, we have we have wildly different <laughs> views on dogma. Well, wait, wait, wait. I Hang think on. dogma is the. It is, in my opinion, the worst movie I've ever seen. I hate Dogma. Birdman is worse. Birdman? Bird, Birdemic, sorry. Birdemic. Bird, okay. Birdemic. I, bird, well, Birdemic is worse, but it's not like a, that's not like a professionally made movie. If we're talking about a movie that had a budget, yeah, like a Hollywood budget, was made by professional people and had a theatrical showing... I mean, Dogma is the worst movie I've ever seen. If Jason Mewes is in it, does it really count as a professionally made movie? (laughs) It it is ostensibly done by people who do it for a living. B. It came out in college, and it has a very special place in my heart for exploring uh, alternative views of religion and Christianity. That was very important to me at the time. I'm not saying that it's a good movie, but Chris Rock was good in it. It's not a good movie. Chris Rock was good in it. You I guess see his butt. he was just being Chris Rock. He just you showed up. They're like, just show up and be Chris Rock for a while, and that's what he did. That's fine. You get to see his butt. Right. I don't remember that either. Oh yeah, no, he I'm was not going to watch it again just for some rock. Butt, I'm going to make you watch it again <laughs> just to see his butt. So anyway, the aliens y'all beat the shit out of Brainiac's robots. I guess they're robots. It says they're robots. They don't really look like robots. Which one is the robot? These these things are supposed to be robots. That one's running away. They're getting their asses kicked by all these aliens. Aren't robots supposed to be, like, faithful to the end? Isn't that, like, inherent in the robot issue? They've been programmed to no fear, apparently. Mm, I guess. I thought Brainiac... I guess I don't know what Brainiac looks like. No, that's Brainiac himself. That's Brainiac, I know. But I thought that he had, like, a giant head. It was, like, like a... It was a brain or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of Crank. Crank. You're thinking of Crank. I'm thinking of Crank. That'd be awesome. All right. That's, like, a crossover. Crime wave. Next story. The crowd was gathered at the aquarium to see the world's largest pearl. What we've gathered from these stories is that the people who live in these cities, all they ever do is just gather to look at precious stones (laughs) of different kinds. Lots of gatherings. If I lived in Metropolis and there was like a, oh, come see the world's shiniest pearl. I'd be like, fuck that. There's going to be a villain there for sure. 
Wow. There is a 100% chance of villainy occurring. I've always gotten the impression that the people who live in the cities of superheroes and superhero things, are they're not, they would not be able to put that together. The whole point or, of it or, is that they can't put it together. Or, or they're just very blasé about it at this point. Yeah. Because you don't ever see... Batman will you, figure it out. You don't ever see civ- civilian casualties in any of these. So there's in like, this yeah, book? In this book? Or in any, or, or, or in any of the... I'll have to think about that. I don't recall seeing the whole thing with the boat. Here's the boat and the Joker. But nobody died on that boat. Did anyone die on that boat? I don't think so because they they could have. They (laughs) but they don't. But no one ever dies, and so it's it's like GI Joe, where yeah, I'll sign up to join GI Joe since they're casually raised zero. So anyway, big pearl. Everyone else cheered. Everyone cheers. So. This is a. This is the only reason for the story is so that Aquaman can be in it. Yeah, and he can be in water. They right. like let's put Aquaman in some water finally. Well, so so th- this he's not in any other story. I don't get this. So the room starts to be flooded with water. They don't describe where this water comes from, and then a giant octopus comes out of the water. He brought the water with him. So did he come? First of all, what city is this? Is this Metropolis? There's no city. Not none stated. So a d- it's Aquaman did the octopus city. come from the ocean? It's Miami. I, I just don't understand where it came from. This this octopus doesn't just appear anywhere. Water comes out of nowhere and the octopus comes out of nowhere. He I guess br- you're just not supposed to think too much about this. He brought the water with him. He brought the water with him. He brought his own water. Or she. B- BYOW or she. And, oh, water continues to pour into the room. And I don't remember the story very well. And along with it came Black Manta, Aquaman's nemesis, apparently. I don't know. He rides in. Black Manta rode in on a shark. That's, this is a pretty badass sentence. Yeah. Black Manta rode in on a shark. And two electric eels sparked and crackled alongside him. That's that's pretty sweet. This, this is pretty, seems this, like a worthwhile anime. It's pretty rock and roll. Yeah. Ride in on a shark. Is there like ACDC playing in the background yeah, that they're not be. describing? They should be rocking it hard here. This shark looks pretty stoned, though. Yeah. He's going high <laughs> as a kite. His eyes yeah. look like a, a play button. <laughs> yeah, he had some edibles. Yeah. He had some edibles. <laughs> he wasn't careful with it. Did he, did he not read he it, the dosage until he after? He did not read the directions. Until <laughs> after he ate it? Did not carefully read the directions. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh... Is a story for a later podcast? That's a difference, yeah. Um, <laughs> Black Mana steals the... I like the... <laughs> Black, Black Mana approached the pearl. He wanted to steal it! Exclamation point. Yeah, I think we got it. I think we know what he's doing here. Now it's mine, says Black Mana. Um, so... Show don't tell! Show don't tell. I, you don't need to say... You don't need to say that he wants it. And that now he has it. I think that's apparent. So now, uh... That's what the pictures are for. There's penguins all of a sudden. He brought his sea creatures to attack. He brought his penguins with him. Okay. He brought Uh, his eels, his sharks. Do penguins count as a sea creature? uh, They're they're like sea adjacent. I mean... They're they're like wildly down the list of creatures that I would call sea. That's true. Like in the Baby Beluga book. There's no penguins there. There's puffins. There's belugas. There's seals. There's sea lions. 
Yeah. Well, Walruses, I mean, you, there's you, no penguins. You have referenced the definitive text with regards to sea creatures. I know. A baby beluga. Yeah. <laughs> so, Raffi knows his shit. As stipulated in Baby Beluga, Raffi et al. Um, Can I cite it like he's they cite like John three sixteen foot, footnote one for the for a complete <laughs> reference? Please go to the end of this podcast where a complete <laughs> reference to Baby Beluga will be offered. Um, so Superman fights the octopus. For some reason, he's... I mean, the octopus isn't made out of kryptonite, so why can't Superman just rip the octopus in half? I mean, this is the problem. Superman's like a god on Earth. He should just be... He should just murder the octopus Because he's humane. He donates to the Humane Society. I suppose so. So um, I have won, the villain declared. The pearl is mine. Oh, but Black Manta forgot that Aquaman could talk to animals, and so Aquaman has a has a has a heart to heart with the octopus. And Do octopuses have hearts? They, mm, they must. Okay. We will write in with the <laughs> <laughs> you octopus experts on whether octopi have hearts. It's they, octopuses. They've got it. They must. It's octopuses. Octopuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Aquaman tells the octopus that stealing is wrong. I'm quoting from the book: stealing is wrong. He said, and the octopus understood him. So the octopus has a change. Oh, oh, octopus had a change of heart. Yeah, all right. So. Well, just just because it's a just because it references men, it doesn't mean li- that no, it actually has a heart. I think it's literal. I think it's speaking so literally. So he heart, opened the compartment. Changed. He took gr- out the octop- old octopus heart yeah. and put in a good octopus heart no, and closed it, the compartment. I think it grew three sizes that day. Oh, I think is what happened. He's not a Grinch. It was a, he had a he had a, a Grinch myopathy. Grinchopathy. <laughs> occur in his heart and so the giant octopus turns on black manta and uh batman takes the pearl back and a giant oyster helps out so and then the the giant oyster helps out uh the police arrive and arrest black manta this is this has happened in a few of these stories now where you get this super villain who's super powerful but uh just gets walked just led away by normal human beings A.K.A. the policeman, just sort of, whatever. This is why these guys keep escaping. Monster Madness. Now this... That's your favorite one. This is my favorite in the sense that it is the stupidest... (laughs) This is the stupidest children's story that exists thus far. No. This is ridiculous. No, my kiss won't miss is worse. No, it's not (laughs) worse. No, it's, it's, it's more saccharine. It's not dumber. So... The city of Metropolis is having a costume party to thank the Super Friends. I so okay, whatever. Here, thank you, Super Friends. It's a costume party, I guess, because the Super Friends are in costume all the time. I don't know. No, um, it's because it's Halloween and it would be fun. Like, well, then it's to say it's for Halloween. It's not to thank the Super Friends. It's to celebrate Halloween. It's an excuse. The Super Friends came dresses themselves. Of course they did. They're they're in costume. This is they they're already in costume. I like how that sentence has an exclamation point. Yeah. Well, yeah, like it's surprising. The Super Friends. I would like Batman to come be, become Dressed dressed as, as a pre, as a pretty pretty princess or something. <laughs> so in attendance at the costume party is the Scarecrow, uh, and so he has brought some magic gas. And so let me just quote the the uh, intent of this. My latest mind-bending gas will make these partygoers think they are what they're dressed as. The super friends will be fighting a room full of monsters. No, they won't. They are fighting a room full of normal 
human civilian people who think that they are monsters. So, the costume people attack the super friends, the werewolf howled, the zombie lurched, the vampire bared his fangs, etc. And so, I, the super friends fight these people. Right. Like, for example, the vampire hissed as he tried to bite Batman's neck, but Batman was too fast for him, and he lassoed the vampire. There, there is, okay, there is, wait, there wait, are wait, no on, stakes on, here. There, the you got to read that pun. You should try the punch if you're that thirsty. Thank you. <laughs> that was, that's one of the better puns. This is this so the, the, there. There are so many problems with this. This is the worst plan any supervillain has ever come up with. You take average Joe, fat ass six pack, and say, "Hey, buddy." Psst, you are a pirate. Now defeat Batman. What the fuck are you talking about? How is this even a plan? This is ridiculous. And so this guy dressed up like a werewolf attacks Green Lantern, who's got super magic green power. And who's going to win this fight? Is it, green? it is Green Lantern. Now, I understand that we know they're going to win anyway because... It's a comic book and it's a kid's story, but how could you make the stakes any lower than to pit the super friends against normal well, does, people? Doesn't this, though, bring up questions for you about what exactly makes a monster? <laughs> no, it, it didn't. It didn't until just now. Well, <laughs> so, just so. If you think you're a monster, aren't you a monster? <laughs> okay, all right. I get, yeah, so they're monsters. They're quote-unquote monsters with absolutely no fighting ability or powers or anything except the darkness in their human souls. There you go. Which is no match for, for Superman. Which is So th- that would be a better story. As if it, if, I would like to see Jared Kushner go up against Superman and just get... Because he thinks he's a vampire? Because he thinks he's a vampire. <laughs> or a bad landlord. I'd be or more... Both. I'd be into that story. A pirate. He'd be. I think he'd be a pirate. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, he um, would be like the guy from Monopoly with the monocle and the top. Mr. Moneybags. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's not a monstrous villain, though. He's, he's a slumlord. He's the protagonist of Monopoly. Oh, <coughs> protagonist of Monopoly is a slumlord. Sure. Cyborg and Aquaman are busy with their own fight. The pirates and the witch might have been only party guests, but their swords and broom are real enough. Ouch! Okay, no witch would ever fight with her broom. You know well, why? It's a real broom, though. It's a. Re- <laughs> it's not like this. It's like the broom's real enough. Oh, well then. <laughs> that's That'd be like. A, that's a real. Be careful with that. That's a real broom. You'd be like picking up your airplane and smacking <laughs> someone in the face with it. It's too valuable a possession. I guess so. And no, it's not a real sword. What are you talking about? Did the pirates brought real swords for their costume party? She brought a real broom. She brought well, it's a different, it's, it's a different magnitude. Hey, I I I have in my normal house cleaning tools like arsenal. I yeah. got a sword. Where's the sword? It's downstairs in is the it closet. With, is it with the treasure chest? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway. This goes on, and then... Um, so is that Catwoman? That's a woman dressed up like like Catwoman who now believes that she is a cat. So it's woman. not Catwoman. I, get, I don't think so. Batman comes up with the, with this idea, appropriately stupid for such a stupid story, such a stupid plan. I love this one. That I he, love the crow twins. He dumps a bowl of popcorn on Scarecrow's head, 
And so then two people dressed up like crows. I, I guess crows love popcorn. Is this a thing? Like, sure. Anyway, crows so, love corn. Scare crow. So these two crows, I don't know why it's two crows. I don't know why it's not just one crow. But two crows see that Scarecrow is covered in popcorn. And then they chase him off into the distance. Also never the, the, seen a, a person in a crow costume. Not this full head to toe. Is there like a mascot that's a crow? I can't think of one off the top. There's the Oriole. There's that's the, not the same. What is the what is an Oriole? Is the a, Raven. Is it a bird? A, yeah, Oriole is Oriole and the Ravens. Bird? Both Baltimore. Mm. What's up with the birds in Baltimore? They like so birds. birds. Why why are they need them the crabs? That's their that's their animals, the crab. Yeah, but you Maybe eat the crabs. crabs. You're gonna eat crow in a moment here oh, when I God. when you admit how bad the story no is. Way. <laughs> <laughs> we should just stop the podcast right there. I'm not gonna do anything, gonna do anything better than that. It's true. Um, so, so scarecrows chased off into the distance by two people dressed up like crows. So, what when when this wears off and these two crow people wake up out in the middle of the forest, on top of the body of scarecrow they've eaten. Yeah, that'd be a good end to this one. Yeah. This this couple who dress up like crows wake up like, oh, man, we had too much to drink last night. Where are we? Why are we in the forest? Why, Why is Slenderman oh here? Oh, my God. And then uh, the Scarecrow is like, they've eaten his face off like, yeah. they've, like they've been on like PCP. This this story. Wait wait wait. This don't, is don't. why I wanted to do this book. Is how dumb this story is. Don't forget that Green Lantern made a Green Lantern pumpkin. He made a green pumpkin. That's really cute. Yeah. The Attack of the Robot. This is another one of your favorites. And once again, Superman is fucking useless because he's trapped in another kryptonite claw. This is this like day in and day out for him, just trapped in kryptonite. So there's a robot. Smashing shit, has captured Superman. So this one, like all of these, kind of starts in media res. Like we're in the action immediately. Well, that's a that's that's good, right? It is good. It's a we good know, plot device. I mean, they're five minute stories. So um, uh, Batman has some exposition that's completely obvious. Kryptonite's the only thing that can harm Superman. Yeah, no shit. And so all the super friends gather to fight it's this. Not robot. all the super fans. Super all friends. of the male super friends. Thank you. All of the. <laughs> And Lex Luthor, of course, is piloting the robot. This is another case where just the robot just gets immediately defeated. There, it's just a beatdown. So Batman wraps a chain around its legs and ensnares in, in it. And then the Flash, in his super speed, takes all the bolts out of the thing. So the arm falls the off. Because, yeah, he's touching the ground so he can move super fast. Look, at his arms are moving super fast. He, In his super speed, he just strips this thing down of all the bolts and so the arm falls off. It trips because it's all, you know, been chained up by, by, by Batman. Aquaman, in a sort of silly use of aqua power... Yeah. Pulls out a fire hose. <laughs> pulls, pulls a fire attaches a fire hose to a fire hydrant. I guess he's using water. He's he's using water, and he sprays water at the robot, and it gets knocked can't, over. Can't anybody do that? The, yes, but he's Aquaman, so they're like, maybe Aquaman, maybe you should spray the water at the robot. It's kind of your thing. 
and then Green Lantern makes a big green hand under behind the robot that it trips over. This is like the thing you do when you're in high school and uh, you sneak behind one of your buddies and you get down on your hands and knees right behind their legs and somebody pushes them and they fall over the top of you. Do people really do that? That Oh, uh, they, oh yeah, they do. That's so stupid. I personally was involved in at least <laughs> in at least a hundred of such episodes, and then uh, and then the robot falls down and is defeated. So so just it's just a sequence of embarrassment and destruction for this robot. It gets it gets nothing accomplished. It is just roundly defeated it's immediately. Okay, robots don't have feelings. That's true. Well, Lex Luthor is pretty sad about this. He doesn't look very sad. He just looks like he has eyebrows. He's, and again. Oh, I. I thought maybe I he know. got like surgically just like into. He doesn't look like he has legs. His legs he appear to be like a slug. Well, his legs appear to be fused together. Yeah. He looks like a lumpy They've slug. They've been fused together as if someone is trying to surgically turn him into a walrus. Also, Lex Luthor does not have um, that many abs. Yeah. So yeah, all of the male characters, including Lex Luthor, are gigantic. Like the world's biggest, buffest human beings. There is no, there's no human being that looks like this, and but they all look like this. For what it's worth, that is always true of superhero films. That's true, but it's even but, but Lex Luthor doesn't. Is Lex Luthor spending every spare moment in the gym? Yes. Getting getting huge. Yeah. I, I don't know. That he's got a whole division of Lex Corp that's dedicated to roiding yeah, him out. He's that's what's because he's juicing. He's a villain. He's. Ju- I think they're all. What's he gonna do? He's all like. He's fighting these dudes. He's like, whoa! Look, these dudes have like twelve packs, because he doesn't know human anatomy. And that's the excuse that all the athletes use: is that everyone's doing it, so I need to do it in order to compete. I call bullshit. They need to be piss testing these guys on a regular basis. So once again, Lex Luthor's led off by a regular plain, plain old plain Jane policeman. He's going to escape in two seconds after he walks off the page of this book. He's escaped. The police officer does not have the cut waist that these other No, he's a schlub. He's got, there's two kinds of human being in this book. There's a schlub and then there's an Adonis. So they turn the robot into a playground. Green Lantern versus the Meteor Monster. This one's sort of a, what's a cute, this is a cute cute one. So White Green Lantern is here. It's confusing because they're both just called Green Lantern, but I'm right. presuming they have some sort of separate identity. So a bunch of meteors are uh, crashing into Metropolis. Where is uh, Bruce Willis and Armageddon when you need them? Yeah. What's that song in that? I don't want to close my eyes. Yeah, I want Green Lantern. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to miss you, babe. Let me make sure sure your levels are good. (laughs) Get that cranked up for that part there. (laughs) All right. No, no, no. What's the old person? There's Armageddon and then old person Armageddon. There was Deep Impact. That's what I... Is that old person Armageddon? I don't know. There is is one with the slow-mo where it's Ben Affleck, and then there's one where it's slow-mo where it's like Clint Eastwood. Ben Affleck was the Armageddon one with... Bruce Willis. Because oh. I think I saw there's that another, one. There's I, another then, meteor. meteor I think it's Deep Impact. I think there's the other one where it's the where it's the older guys. Okay. I don't know. Meteors are coming down. Blah, blah, blah. Why do those they, meteors look like poop? They do look like... They, they look like meatballs. That one looks like a meatball. 
the last. That's a spicy meatball. All right, pizza ghost. It's on fire. How do you know it's spicy? One of these meteors has an alien inside of it. Ooh. So the alien escapes from the meteor and starts to tear shit up. And it's pretty unstoppable. Nothing can hurt it. Then there's a, a, a deuce ex machina as occurs here. When they, uh, yeah, yeah. A dark shadow passed over the super friends. They look up to see two much larger aliens descending from the sky. Here's the problem, is they say that, and then you don't see anything for several more pages. Hmm. They just describe two much larger aliens, and we just take their word for it. This is a comic book. You need to show two large aliens. Yep. Yeah. But they don't. And so uh, the small alien, it's very apparent that this is the baby and that the parents have come for the baby. That's so nice. It's, it's cute. Of all of these, this is maybe like the most so far appropriate as a cute bedtime story for your four-year-old child. Yeah. You know, I guess I was going to say it's not violent, but they are trying to murder this thing originally. Batman or Superman is zapping it with heat vision, and the Green Lantern is smashing it with some giant green. I, I get that bulldozer blade. They're I mean, babies. Beat, right? They're beating the shit out of this baby. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's not that sweet. So then Green Lantern creates a giant green trampoline, and they fling it up into. I guess it's not in space. They just fling it towards these two aliens that have come down from the skies. So Metropolis. This is either this is not Metropolis. These are look at all these coniferous it's, trees. It's, it's, yeah, this pine, isn't the Pacific Northwest. Pine trees going on here. The uh, the parent aliens take the baby alien and head off into space. Who do you think weighs more, our baby or that baby alien? That's gonna be a close call. We've got a gigantic baby. All right, so we're at the last the last story, which is good because I'm I'm tired, <laughs> sleepy. Riddle me this. Again, all boys. All, all boys boy. team. I'm going to say, you've been saying this, and I keep saying, oh, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, because I really could have swore that there was at least one story where the female character is... There's one a, story with Wonder Woman. But, uh, Only. but you're right. There's, there... There's one, the space story with Wonder Woman, and that is it. That is it. You're right. So what is the and point she of doesn't it? have any lines or... No. Anything. I mean, I appreciate that they... they they do a okay job of bringing in Cyborg and regular Green Lantern, but like the rest of these are just, you know, 2018 pals. Yeah, like, no, there's no gender diversity here. Well, this may have been published. Who knows when this was published? So these, these are, I guess, were originally published as separate stories as far back as 2008. So we're talking about the Dark Ages, 2008. <laughs> we hadn't recognized the existence of women yet. I mean, this was this was pre uh, uh, Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, but still, yes, there is certainly a corner that we've turned in terms of diversity in being present in these kinds of things. But like, come on, it's not even that hard. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're you, back to the pink you stuff. You could have just completely replaced right Cyborg, you know, or 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 even well, Aquaman for sure. Right. Just don't draw Aquaman, and instead. Draw Supergirl. Right. <laughs> and there or you go. don't draw Robin and yeah. draw Supergirl. Yeah. Or, I mean, just, just like a ton of stuff. Yeah. And, like, I, I think the point of Super Friends or just, like, any sort of team hero thing 
When, what makes those stories really good is when each of the superpowers comes together in a way where it is, you know, the whole is more than the sum of its yeah. parts. And like you, Synergy. Right. And you need Batman's arrogant tool-building ninja-ness and Superman's super strength right. and the Flash's super speed. And these stories don't do that. Yeah. They're just like, oh, you know, anybody can solve any piece of the of the story that they're solving. Right. And and fine. Well, that's because this is a, this is a shitty book. These are bad stories. That's why we're talking about it. Well, I mean, this, this I is know. horrible. I know. All do right. Better. Do, do better. Do better. Do better. Simon ha- and Schuster. Hashtag hashtag be best. Yeah, that's right, Melania. <laughs> right. You tell them. Yeah. Uh. All right. So last one. There's a distress signal. So what do we got? We got Batman, Robin, Flash, and the Cyborg. Where are the other super friends, Robin asks. So they find a clue. They don't know where they are, but they found a clue. The women are at the bar drinking margaritas. The women are getting are getting uh, mani-pedis, as they do, no. talking about sparkly diamonds. No, they're getting hammered. They're in the kitchen. On tequila. They're... Uh, so they find a riddle. One a day keeps the doctor away, but also leads to tooth decay. So they guess that this means candy apples. Right. So which of them has dental hygiene as a superpower? Uh, Orthodonto man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so this is this is quite a leap of logic here, because the answer could just simply be an apple, right? Because apples, apples have natural sugars in them. You can get tooth decay from just an apple. But they make this nope, leap, nope. leap of logic that it's a candy apple. Nope, science says that you're supposed to eat, like science eating an says. apple. E- eating an apple is as close to brushing your teeth. Right, you brush your teeth with the with the apple. Basically, Just rub rub the apple all over your teeth. No, like you're... if you're eating it, the the like fiber of the flesh brings all the bacteria off your teeth. I don't think this is true. No, it's true. Dentists right in with your <laughs> <laughs> with the answer this to this. This is a thing. This isn't. A, this is a thing. It is a thing. Whatever. It's better than eating cheese. For your teeth? Yes. The cheese kind of sticks to your teeth. And it's well, there's only there. one way to Dan, There's only one way to solve this. Have the dentist write in? No. So I'm going every night for the next several months, I'm going to rub an apple over my top teeth and cheese over my bottom teeth. <laughs> instead okay. of brushing. All right. And we'll see the state of my teeth We'll in see a few who months. gets kisses we'll that see night. We'll see the top or the bottom teeth All right. are more rotten. All right. Good luck. Um, so the best. So anyway, candy apples. And the best place to find candy apples is the Gotham City Carnival. And there's nobody there. There is a spooky mechanical fortune teller from the movie Big. Right, I was going to say, Batman <laughs> Batman there. wishes to be big. He wants to be big. And he turns into Albert. Alfred. <laughs> he turns into They switch bodies. Alfred and Batman switch bodies. Better story. Much better story. No, Robin. Robin wishes to be big. Robin and Batman switch bodies. Yeah. That'd be a good story. That'd be a, that'd be a story that could go in this book. So, anyway, they go to the House of Mirrors, and uh, Green Lantern, Black Green Lantern, regular Green Lantern, Superman and Aquaman have been turned into statues because they've been mesmerized by some mesmero power, some ill-defined sort of mesmerism. And then uh, the mesmerized superheroes. So we've got a civil war that occurs here, basically, where the super friends uh, abandon their court 
the most core principle of friendship. Brother against brother. Batman says he's going to find a way to break the hypnotic hold. A bunch of shit happens. This, I, I really don't like this story either. It's really busy. It's it's semi-confusing. But the, the pink slime is back. The pink slime is back because uh, Green Lantern wrecks a bumper car. So this is funny. He has used his Green Lantern power to create a glowing green bumper car, I guess because he's at the carnival. But it's an energy. How does cotton candy stick to energy? I don't know. So the Green Lantern crashes his energy car into uh, another giant mound of pink foam. Superman is trying to kill Cyborg with a barbell. Not cool, Superman. He's swinging around, trying to, trying to brain Cyborg with it. The Flash steals the barbell from Superman. Do you think Cyborg and Robocop are friends? They have uh, lots to talk about. They do. They could compare notes for sure. And so Superman gets tangled up in a bunch of steel rings, and Cyborg, in the, in the understatement of, of the century, says those rings won't hold Superman for long. I mean, they won't hold him at all, right? I and mean, they're like tissue paper to right. Superman. Maybe not when he's all, like, whacked out on his hypnotic hold. Yeah, that no, he's experiencing. He's, that, that could Not be. that his strength is diminished, but that his, like, brain is not on in order to do this. Yeah, his, his will to power has been, has been lessened. His, his dumbness has been accelerated. Yeah. So, I like this part I like. Batman says, uh, hey, Cyborg, how hard do you think you can ring the strength tester bell? Cyborg grinned. He knew just what Batman had in mind. I don't think he could possibly know what Batman had in mind. Because I don't know what he has in mind. Guess I work smarter than you. <laughs> but, the, I mean, this is another, like, huge stretch of logic. So he's, he hits it with exactly the correct frequency and volume to shatter all the glass in the whole fucking carnival, I guess. That's physics. And yeah, no, this is physics at play here. And so uh, without the mirrors... To magnify the mesmerizing power, so apparently that was the key to all of this. That also is a little bit of a of a stretch. And so anyway, all the superheroes are free from the spell, and they capture the Riddler, who is revealed as the villain in this case. Of course he was. And uh, well, the story was called Riddle Me This. It's kind of a giveaway. Yeah. And so we end with another joke here, because the Green Lantern is still covered in pink pot cotton candy. And so uh, the joke is, hey, the Flash says, oh, it's a green and pink and sticks to everything. Green Lantern. It's kind of funny. It's kind of like, what's, what's, what's brown and sticky? A stick. A stick. So, so there you have it. DC Super Friends, five-minute stories. Is this a, uh, a book that you would recommend to a person with a small child? No, but what, it's eight bucks at Costco. It, so. is, it is eight bucks at Costco. The, pro- the problem is, I I can't I can't unequivocally say no because if your three to four year old is interested in superheroes, there's not a lot of media out there that is like as non-violent as it can get. Yeah, but having said that, it's still pretty violent. I mean, there every. St- I have to flip through real quick to double check this, but I think there's fighting in every story. There is, but they're not like punching each other. They're like no. I mean, it's a very it's a very PG right. I mean, sort it's, of violence, it's, but uh, it's. I mean, there is fighting of some kind. There's, sure. there's physical conflict. Yeah. In every one of the stories. Well, yeah, and that's that's super. That's that's actually why I really like 
you know who does this well? PJ Masks. Sure. PJ Masks is really good at the same exact concept, like teamwork and listening to each other and standing up for people who need standing up for. But then they don't, there, there isn't any punching in that. They're like defeating each other with like robots and, and gum. Yeah. Uh, I, I strongly do not recommend this. <laughs> Because it is so lazy. Everything about it is so lazy from the storytelling to the character design to, I mean, it is just weak sauce. And, um, you know, the, the bizarre-ass Gorilla Grodd story is almost redemptive. If you can find that just by itself, that's a head trip of a story. But otherwise, I think it's a giant waste of time. Well, I, I, I'm also sort of angry at the book, too, because I, I remember when our kid asked us about getting this, and I was like, oh, superheroes, super friends, I kind of flipped through, and I was like, yeah, right. okay. I, but part of that was because Wonder Woman, Bat and Batgirl, and yeah. Green Lantern are on the front, and then they're in the first story of, like, here's who they are, which is not even a story, it's just, yeah. like, profile pictures. Yeah. And then they're not in the rest of it. Yeah. And it, it is hard to find media for little boys, especially with superhero stuff that's, like, diverse at all. And then it's this sort of, like, teases it and then does not follow through aggressively. You have lots of options here to have role models of teams that are working together that are not all the same kind of looking person. Right. All right, so we we agree not worth your time uh, or money um, to pursue DC Super Friends five minute stories. Seems like your final a, comments. Well, maybe if if Simon and Schuster, whatever it is, redoing this for a future edition, they can fix some of this stuff. Then maybe in the next edition we can reconsider. That we'll we'll re we'll re review edition two when it's uh, Black Panther. Yes. And. Uh, super Mexican man and he's a guy right no <laughs> Captain Marvel Captain Marvel oh wait no this is DC uh not Captain Marvel not Captain <laughs> Captain DC Captain DC <laughs> all right well I don't think there's much more to say about this and uh, we're getting kind of kind of loopy so I think we're gonna wrap it up that's it for this week's episode of the Nork Podcast. Uh, write us at norkpodcast at gmail.com, all one word, Nork Podcast, with any uh, suggestions or any media that you'd like us to discuss, or you can search for us at Nork Podcast on Facebook. I've been Brandon. I've been Aaron. And music is Blind Love Dub by Jarris. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Uh, what do you think about this book? Uh, good. You like it? Yeah. What do you like about it? Well, it has superheroes. I like superheroes. Yeah. I like the Joker's drill ride. That's my favorite part.